The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with our Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the, get all the details at circasports.com. <laughs> everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Tal Jenkins. Joined with our host, we are Ryan Gilbert and the one and only Mr. Flappy Tits, Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Uh, Monday night wasn't doing uh, doing too good, but you know, coming on here, let's, let's talk with you guys. You guys are in a great mood, so I, I'm in a great mood now. excited to talk some uh, Flyers hockey in the Metro. Hell yeah. Boys, I'm on a fucking heater. <laughs> Ever since I got back in the States, you know, I took a week off from breaking down or betting down there for the most part. Uh, but coming back, I, I can't lose. I can't lose. Um, tennis is going excellent. I'm sure we'll talk about that when Talon tells us about all the sports going on later in the show. Um, but yeah, futures are in great shape, uh, especially the uh, big bets on Iga and Joker to uh, get through their quarters. Um, and match betting has been unreal. Winning most of those. Um and then uh, UFC, my guy Volkanovski was heavy on him. He came through, only lost a couple uh, bets on the uh, UFC 290. There, that that was a hell of a hell of a hell of a fight card. I mean, uh, there were knockouts all over the place. Um, great fights all around. Volkanovski's so fun to watch. He's a little guy, but uh, sharp as a whip. And um, yeah, it, it's fun watching him dismantle opponents, much like Djokovic in tennis. He just uh, understands his opponent and attacks it at the weaknesses. Um, and then finally, Sunday. Sunday was the kicker. Uh, woke up fairly early in the morning, considering I was, uh, you know, getting smashed at that festival I talked about in the last show. Um, yeah. That was also a great time. Um, and then, yeah, woke up early morning, placed three bets. One on Ludwig Aberg at 35-1. to 1. Uh, I'm talking about golf here. I didn't make that clear. And one on uh, Garrett Kago at 250-1. to 1. They fell apart early on, but Sepp Sep Strzok at 60 to 1. I bet him as well. My guy. Ooh. And he fucking killed it. Like, I was watching tennis on the main screen, but every time I looked at the, the secondary screen, it was a birdie, birdie, birdie. He was 11 birdie. under, wasn't he, on the on the on on Sunday or something? Was, no, like, I think he double bogey the last hole, but still, oh, like, what man, the he, fuck is that? He made me sweat. Like, he was up to, like, minus 750 at one Bro. point and then uh yeah he double pogeyed 18 as he hit it in the, the in the fuck? drink so he made me sweat the last two guys coming alex molly and brendan todd a couple bombs so yeah. and they proved to be bombs because uh yeah they, they both uh, still finished two back of straka who was like i don't know what was he like six back going into the day unreal yeah. unreal what it was absolutely nuts i are, are you good you good well, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, happy to report positively on golf for once. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since I first won a golf bet. Hitting fucking wonder. Uh, for myself, I'm fucking pissed. I mushed the shit out of my Ryan's boy, Cameron Young. 
he was absolutely killing it after the first two rounds. Goes to his third round. You know what? It wasn't that great. I think it was only like two under or some shit on Saturday. But what does he do when he gets on 18T? Same fucking thing. Steps tracker does. Just drives one in the drink. Ends up double bogeying it. I think he was only like two off heading into that or heading into round four. But I was like, you know what? It's done. The damage is done. You can't come back for that. It's a confidence killer, bro. We talk about this all the time in the show. No matter what sport we're talking about. You got to look good. You got to feel good. You got to play good in that order. And you know what? Fucking Cameron Young looks like a little bitch. And you know what? Played like a little bitch. So guess what? You're a little bitch. So that's what happened. That sucked. Glad that our boy Jolie won a golf bet, though. It's been a while. Happy for you, Mr. Meyer. That's absolutely sick. Um, I'm yeah, doing speaking, okay. to your, speaking to your confidence, though, thing, like, Straka started off with an eagle. And after that, you know, this, this guy's a guy who runs hot, runs cold, whatever. But when he, when he gets going, he's just like the best Dude, in the world. Like, you can't four miss. Birdies, four birdies in a row to start off the back nine, I think. Uh, right? That's what I'm talking like, about. Yeah. Every time I looked at the screen, he was putting for birdie and nailing it. Yeah, right. And, like, not easy putts, too. Like, some of them were, like, 15 feet out. Shit, guy was absolutely mm-hmm. just raining sink. It was sick. Um, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I'm doing okay, boys. You know, we're surviving over here. I've, you know, been mixing a lot of meds and booze, so it's been a pretty good couple days on in that sense of getting fucked up. But, uh, anyways, here we are. Everybody, tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. Eric say that's the place to be. We got tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. You know how much stuff we got going on in the world of sports? We got... There's not some news coming around the hockey world. A little bit of a big trade. We'll get to that. You know, there's there's golf. We just touched on it a little bit. It was a pretty lame-ass tournament, but that's okay. Scottish Open coming up this week. That's going to be pretty dope, pretty better. That'll be cool. Uh, what else is going on? Basketball. And all. Yo, I got a question, and maybe you guys can explain me. What the fuck is the Summer League? I was thinking about I see people. Post, what is the Summer League? What is it? It's Basically, like a... Uh... Yeah, prospect uh, like developmental tournament. Yeah. Oh, but it's like broadcasted? Yeah, it's all uh, in Vegas, and I think in like somewhere in Arizona. And they play each other, and it's like an actual thing. Yeah, they're like I'm, all, I'm pretty sure all the, all the teams play. What the fuck? That's awesome. Yeah. How come we don't do that? Don't some teams summer. some teams do that, right? They have like Hockey a shouldn't be played tournament. in the summer. No, they do preseason games and shit. Don't I? No, I, you're right. They do do a prospect tournament. They, I, they do scrimmages too. I'm not sure if we're gonna get into that. But is this like a legit like it's like a legit thing? The basketball it's a, it's a, dig. It's, a, it's yeah, I mean, they, I mean, yeah. it's not taken too seriously. But Victor Wanbyama is already shut down. He played two games, so uh, I get that. It, I get that, but still, it's for the diehards. It, 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 it's nice. It's nice for them. Yeah, the diehards of basketball. I did. I didn't know that. I see everybody talking about summer league NBA. I'm like, what? They just play all year round. Like, or do we? Do I gotta give basketball credit? But I guess I don't. Fuck. Well, them. they have a, they have an in season tournament now too. That's in like December. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. What do you get if you win? Just nothing? You get the NBA Cup. <laughs> Pardon me? <laughs> the what? Every player gets uh, $500,000 too, so. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. all right, I guess. I mean, there's only, what, there's only 12 of them, so it's not like it's that much money. But yeah. Well, I guess them. Well, they make a fortune to begin with. Those guys are making fucking stupid yeah, money. Yeah, but they'll be in Vegas. They'll be spending money there. They'll, yeah. they'll need it. I guess <laughs> that's that fair in the tournament. That's, that's their fucking per diem, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, whatever. I'm glad we cleared that up. I saw a lot of stuff going on. I don't know what it is. But, hey, if you basketball pals are digging the summer league, then fuck yeah. More more content. Glad you like it. Anyways, other stuff going on. We got tennis. Jolie, tennis, do your thing. What's up? Yes, it continues to be Chalk City, but that doesn't mean that the matches aren't great. Uh, we saw uh, Ange Jabour uh, dominate... Um, uh, who did she beat? Fuck. Uh, it was it, it was Yong's boy uh, or girl. Um, 
Bianca, she's a Romanian Canadian girl. Uh, she won the first set, but Ons finally found her game. She was the finalist last year, and now she's going up against uh, the winner of last year, uh, Alina Rabakina, my girl. I mean, they're, they're both my girls. I like them both, but I want Rabakina to win this one for sure. Um, and so that's a rematch of last year. Hopefully the result um, holds true, holds the same. And uh, in the men's side, yeah, Djokovic continues to dominate. Even when he's uh, pressured, he's, he's still winning sets. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cheering for Alcaraz and Medvedev going forward, um, especially Medvedev. That would be a nice win at 25-1. to 1. Uh, He's got an easier opponent in uh, – who's he playing here? I don't know. I don't remember. It, was, it wasn't the most strong opponent. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he wins. Hopefully Djokovic wins this quarter and then goes out in the semis. And uh, same for Iga Svantec. I'm cheering for her to win uh, against um, uh, Svitolina, who's this Ukrainian girl who um, – yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't do the fist bump, or she doesn't shake hands with her uh, Russian and Belarusian opponents after the match. And uh, Azarenka knew this, and so she she just like uh, nodded to her, give her like a fist bump from afar, like a, a show of deference. And then the crowd fucking booed her because she left thinking that she was the one who wasn't shaking hands. So, fucking idiot crowds, idiot English there. Um, but yeah, go go Shvihantek. Nothing like. Uh... Nothing like a, a bit of tennis drama, eh, Ryan? What do you think? Oh, I, I love it here. I'll imagine no, my seat. Who doesn't, right? Like I still need to watch Breakpoint. It's like the uh, the tennis version of um, Drive to Survive or uh, well, what's the golf one? Swing something, full swing. Yeah, full swing. I saw it on Netflix, actually. I was thinking of watching it one day. It's supposed to be pretty decent. I heard people talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I heard it's better yeah. than the golf one anyway. So, Ooh. yeah, that, that covers last year, um, including the Rabakana Jabour match I was talking about at Wimbledon. Nice, man. Uh, bless you, by the way. There's a lot. Of, I thought you sneezed a couple times when you were saying something. Oh, that's not my fault. They're all European. Uh, <laughs> wow. Jabour, French name, but she's from Tunisia. First ever African player to make a final in a Grand Slam, by the way. So that was a big that's deal last year, too. Hell yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, all right. We'll keep her going here. Uh, baseball. Ryan, baseball. What's up? Fucking yeah, it's Grand a home Slam run derby. What's up? Home, the home run derby is tonight. Yeah. And this, I mean, Julio Rodriguez had a great first round. He went out. Um, Adley Rushman had a great round. He went out to, to someone else. It, 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 they need to go back to when it's just, you know, you, you get 10 outs. It's not it's not this time thing where they're trying to rush it. It's it's good. It's cool. It's better than anything the NHL puts together, but it, it can still be better. Mm-hmm. Now, can you promise me one thing going forward? Anytime, <laughs> anytime something bad happens with the Blue Jays, can you bring it up? Oh, yeah. I, I would love to. <laughs> Awesome. That would really make me get well invested just to hear that that team is absolutely shit in the bed. So if something bad happens, like I don't care what it is, it, it can be like a minor thing. But if, if there's some bad news, I would love to hear about it. That would be great. Although Italian uh, and I are united against uh, two Toronto teams anyway, the Raptors and the fucking Blue Jays. Fuck yeah. I, you know, I'm impartial <laughs> on the Raptors. Do whatever you want. Just don't sit there and tell me that their basketball is the biggest fucking sport in the city. But when it comes to baseball, I got a personal vendetta. So fuck those losers. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's get her going here, y'all. You can find all the information at the Sports Gaming Podcast Eric website. That's the place to be. Uh, be sure to check out all the articles. Lots of stuff going on. People still posting shit. You know, obviously we're in a little bit of a lull. Not that much going on in the major world of sports, but there's still some good shit going on. You can find all of the SGPN website. Uh, and, of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Discord's always popping off, baby. Just when you think that I'm out, they keep sucking me back in and keep pulling me back in. Hell yeah, Discord's an absolute blast, man. Uh, a lot of people have some good conversations. Just regurgitated a little bit, but that's okay. 
Um, but hell yeah. So shout out to all my friends, pals in Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. If you do want to get in the Discord, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you into the right direction. Uh, you can also reach out to the HTTP Twitter account as well. What, what, what if what if you know Joel and, and you have to contact you don't, him for it? You don't. He's a loser. Yeah. He doesn't know anybody. Just fuck him. All right, yeah, get in Discord. Make sure you're subscribed <laughs> to the Hockey Gambler Podcast. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. It's the off-season. If you're listening, you love us. So tell everyone else how much you love us by doing that. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, Discord, all that good stuff. And, all right. Uh, we're, we're also brought to you by Circus Sports. Uh, Circa Millions and Circus Survivor are back. There's $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. There's Circa Millions. There's five NFL picks against the spread each week. In this Survivor contest, you just pick a different money line winner each week and survive in advance. You have to enter in Las Vegas, but you can play from anywhere. Uh, Sports Government Podcast. The guys will be out there the last weekend in August. So you can hang out with them. Uh, CircusSports.com for all the details. CircusSports.com. Okay. Before we get really going into what we're going to do in the show, we got a little bit of a trade to talk about here, gentlemen. This is something we discussed a couple episodes ago. You know, we brought up it a little bit. What the fuck is going on with Alexander Debrinkat? You know, there's been there's been talks that this guy wants out of Canada. Obviously, he was with the Ottawa Senators. Well, that went down. Uh, we found out late last night that uh, the Ottawa Senators have traded forward Alexander Debrinkat to the Detroit Red Wings for Dominic Kubelik, nice forward defenseman, Donovan Sabrangle, a conditional first-round pick in the 2024 entry draft. Uh, I believe it's top 10 protected. I might be wrong on that. And a fourth-round pick in the 2024 draft as well. Quite the haul there for uh, Alexander Dabrinkat. Is it is it better or worse than what they paid to get him? They paid a fucking arm and a leg to get the guy, for Christ's sake. He didn't even end up playing for them that long. But hey, at least the Sens recouped some assets in this deal. And uh, Dabrinkat gets to go to a uh, mid-to-shit Detroit team, but hey, at least he'll be popping goals. He did sign, I think it was a four-year, $7.8 million contract uh, with the Detroit Red Wings, so he does have a little bit of term with them as well. Uh, and this is a guy, man, that, you know, two-time 40-goal scorer in this league. I think he's like, what, like 25, 26 years old or something like that. Definitely a valuable player for any team to have around the league. A little bit weird that, you know, he's going to Detroit, but hey, man, like fucking yeah, it's got to give Stevie Y credit. Yo, he brought in the stud here, and yeah, he, he sacrificed a little bit to get him, but he, he got himself a player. I don't know, boys. What do you think? Yeah, they gave up a first and a second and a third last year for him. They got back a first, a fourth. Kubelik's a, a, a good young piece. I think he could slide in and be like a good, good you know, middle six guy for the Wings. And it's it's the Red Wings, I think, advancing their plan too much. We talked about it last show, you know, the the, the conference signing, the, the Andrew Kopp there, Larkin, different guys. Like that, that's a, I guess, it's not even a solid core guy. It's just a core of guys they have thrown together there. So they're hoping maybe... Uh, their goaltender can carry him, but yeah, Debrinkat, good for him to get that get that uh, contract there in Detroit. Probably not a good sign for the upcoming Leafs uh, contracts. I saw people talking about that on Twitter because, of course, they were. Wait, and, well, uh, what do you mean it's not a good sign? Well, it was like, oh, Debrinkat got this, and Nylander is asking for this. Yeah, compare, I know it's a great thing for points. it's a great thing for Leafs fans. If Debrinkat, okay, if Debrinkat signed for seven point eight million dollars, he has two, he has two forty forty goal seasons. He signed for seven point eight. Nylander's asking for ten. He's got one forty goal season. The fuck out of here! How can you sign him for ten million dollars if Debrinkat signed for seven point eight? Maybe it was. Uh, maybe, maybe I was reading it backwards. I, I don't yeah, remember. I think exactly so. What it was, but yeah, the, I think the Senators now have to go out and get another winger. Like they, they have the pieces there to to go and be a possible contender. They just have to. Maybe a uh, trade for Travis connecting now. 
I saw that actually. Yeah. yeah. Ryan just rolling over in his take there, giving no pushback to Talon at all. Um, Am I wrong? Talon, I I no, saw one tweet about it, and Talon corrected me, and I, I'm I, I, I yeah, I'm presented with new information. I changed my changed my take. I think if anything, that the trade would make it worse for the Leafs, um, considering uh, how. You know, at, at first I, I shit on this trade, uh, but I thought that Sabranga was doing well. I know that he was a guy we liked in the draft. He fell quite a bit to the Red Wings. I thought that was an excellent pickup by them, but uh, apparently he hasn't been doing too well wherever the fuck he's playing, it's from what I'm hearing. So that that maybe maybe he's just an AHL after all. So that definitely swings this trade for the for the Wings. I know um, the Sens had the the or to break out rather had the leverage with um, just the one year left on his deal, and he wasn't going to resign or whatever. Um, or he's an RFA. Yeah, he's an RFA. Yeah, he's yeah, an RFA. So, yeah, he wasn't going to, you know, sign with the Sands, so they had to deal him anyway. So he had all the leverage, and they still um, um, got got Cooper Leak. They got uh, the first round, which is actually, I didn't know this either, the, the Boston first round of it, they, they paid for oh, Bertuzzi. Cool. So that makes this uh, deal a little better for the Wings as well, given the fact that the Bruins are far likelier to finish ahead of the Wings next year. Um, so yeah, I changed my mind on this. I think that this is actually a, a pretty solid deal for the Red Wings. And what makes it bad for the Leafs is, is just uh, the trade. Like um, they didn't get too much for it to bring that. And uh, yeah, Nylander now has more leverage given the fact that uh, the, the Leafs won't be able to get too much for him in a deal. So in that sense, Ryan is right. But in the sense of the actual contract, uh, yeah, that that's uh, not good for. Nylander, uh, that's an excellent deal, I think, though. Four years at under $8 million is a, a great deal for a player who is a consistent goal scorer in the league. And yeah. it definitely makes me a little bit more excited for uh, the Red Wings' future this season. You want to know a team that uses Alex Debrinkat Debrin- right about now? The fucking Chicago Blackhawks. Okay? <laughs> Imagine him playing with Bedard, but I, I digress. Okay, that's uh, you know, we touched on the trade, pretty big trade, you know, so we're glad to talk about that, but we're gonna fucking keep it moving here, boys. We we talked about it last show, it's exactly what we did. We did our uh, our free agent updates uh, by team, by division. Obviously, last show we covered the Atlantic, and you know what? This show we're covering none other than the only racist division in the entire NHL. We're covering the Metro, baby. Boys, you ready to cover the racist Metro division or what? <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to know why they're racist? Because that's the only goddamn division without a motherfucking Canadian team in it, okay? And you know what? That sounds pretty goddamn racist to me. <laughs> Jolie, what do you think about that? You guys want Ohio? Uh, we'll give you Ohio. Uh, you can have Columbus. Fuck that, man. Um... Yeah, I never thought about that. That's true. There's no uh, Canadian team in the division. So, it's yeah, true. It's the only one. Well, we'll put uh, the, the Quebec Coyotes in there when, when they arrive. Well, <laughs> Canada's not very metropolitan either. So, like, you, uh, yeah, you know what else? Toronto is like the fourth biggest city in the uh, When it comes, the yeah, there's, it's a melting pot of all types of cultures and people, and we welcome everyone. Unlike your racist metro-ass Philadelphia, <laughs> Ryan. Toronto will probably have an easier time in, in this division right, right, right now with how good the Atlantic is. Well, yeah, fucking, I don't, I don't know. Either way. Uh, <laughs> we're going to keep it moving here. Obviously, we're going to go through this. Uh, same thing as last episode. Wait, wait, wait. I was, I was lied to. I was lied to. The conditions are the Red Wings will have the option of sending their own first-round pick or Boston. Oh. So that's even better for the Red Wings. Oh, yeah. Even if the Red Wings finish out of the Bruins, they can still um, uh, send uh, their own pick there. So, yeah, that, that's a yeah. better condition. 
that's interesting. I'm glad we cleared that up. All right, we're going to move through this. Uh, we're going to go through the same thing we did last show. We'll touch about the teams, what they did at the deadline. We'll talk about division odds as well. I keep saying fucking deadline. I mean, to see free agent frenzy beginning July 1st. Anyways, here we go. We're kicking things off with the Carolina Hurricanes, baby. They made a little bit of a splash. Nothing too crazy, but they brought in a couple uh, couple admirable players, I suppose, here. Uh <laughs> For the Carolina Hurricanes, notable guys that they brought in. I got my thing a little fucked up right now, but they did bring in defenseman Dmitry Orlov, who signed a two-year deal. Uh, I think it was like, what, like fucking $7.8 million or something per season, so that's pretty solid. Obviously one of the better players available on the market. Uh, they also brought in left-wing Michael Bunting, who signed a three-year deal uh, worth $13.5 million. I believe that works out to be about like three or $4.4 million or something like that a year, four point two or something. Uh, who else did they bring in here? Uh, Jesper Fast. Was he on the team already? My thing's fucking me yeah, up. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he was okay, resigning. It show, it's showing me re-signings as free agents. And I'm like, I well, th- technically, I guess. Yeah, but I, th- not I really. think that's a big two they, they got. I think that's the only Yeah, yeah. so it's just the two, I guess. Bunting and Orlov. Um, Orlov, absolute stud here. He'll fit in well. You know, they, they got a couple killers on the back end, like Sepeshi and Slavin. There's been some talks of maybe moving on from some of those guys as well, so this kind of helps solidify the defense uh, uh, obviously, they still got big old fucking Brent Burns, big old beardy boy back there, so that helps the cause as well. Pretty stellar defense, man. If there's anything we learned from that Vegas team last year is you need fucking absolute killers and mutants on the back end, and Carolina loaded up with another one, so nothing wrong with that. And then uh, bringing in Michael Bunting, man. Um, watched a lot of him last year. I know certain people on the show absolutely like despise this guy. Uh, he's, a, he's a serviceable player. And I think you're going to see a lot of the whole getting fucked over by the... I don't even want to say that because it's going to sound like a shitty leaf him, but getting fucked over by the referees a little bit. I think you're going to see that kind of drop off. He's not going to be, you know, in in view of the entire league, just, you know, bitching at refs. This guy wears his heart on his sleeve, man. So if something goes on and he doesn't get a call, you'll expect to hear from it. But what I'm really excited for, and what not a lot of people have really brought up, maybe they have, um, but seeing what a guy like Rod Brendamore can do with a guy like Michael Bunting. This is a player that is willing to go into those corners, is willing to play hard. You know, yeah, maybe he won't show up and just fight motherfuckers and all this, and maybe he runs his mouth a little bit too much, but he gives a shit and has heart on the ice, and he plays like it. So it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if Brendamore can kind of contain that and maybe get the best out of Michael Bunting. Maybe something Sheldon Keefe wasn't able to do. So Carolina, you got a guy here, man. He, he's capable of playing top-line minutes. He played with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner for a season and a half, and that's not an easy thing to do a lot of people say hey yeah plug a guy with there he'll do fine well ask fucking nick Ritchie that you know ask jimmy vc that it doesn't just work that way you know so bunting is a solid guy and even if he is playing a depth role he can do that too so you got yourself a hell of a player here a decent cap hit i definitely don't think it's an overpayment uh it is a lot of money though for i think he's like a 27 28 year old player but uh you you kind of need guys like this to win and I, I just can't reiterate enough i'm excited to see what uh what rob brandamore does with michael bunting I'm glad you brought that up because Bunting said that a call from Brenda Moore kind of influenced his decision to sign there. And I think he could be a great guy for them. You know, uh, Daily Faceoff has him projected as a third line winger behind Taravainen and Svechnikov playing there with Stalin, Stalin fast. So that could be a good, good checking line there. If he gets a good scoring touch, move him up, move him up. I think Brenda Moore could definitely get a lot out of him. Dimitri Orlov, fantastic signing, possibly overpaid. I'm not really sure what the defensive market is uh, out there, but two years is what the Hurricanes Need to do. And I think most importantly, the Hurricanes didn't lose any key pieces. They lost uh, Stepan, Gostas Bear, Pacioretty, who was hurt most of the year, Jake Gardner, DeHaan. But they got Orloff. They got Bunting. Uh, Netches is a year older. Seth Jarvis is a year older. Sebastian Ajo is only 25. He's going to keep getting better. Cockton and Yami is 23. So 
Hurricanes are here to stay. Um, yeah, so a good offseason for them so far. For sure. One of the smartest franchises in the league. Keep uh, doing the right things. Yeah, you guys uh, said enough about bunting. My feelings on him are pretty plain. Um, but, yeah, Dmitry Orlov is, is the, the – is the major deal here. I, I absolutely love this one. People shot on this a little bit for being a little high, but that uh, only two years, that's fine. He's, he's going to be 30, 31, 32, 33 for the course of this contract. And um, yeah, those are, uh, he's still playing at basically in his prime right now. He, like he was awesome there for the Bruins, especially uh, when he, when he got there. So yeah, I, I love that. This is the best defense in the league. And um, yeah, we're still waiting on that, that, uh, D'Angelo trade, which apparently is still in the works. Uh, we'll see if that goes through. And if it does, then that just makes uh, the likelihood of um, them trading maybe Shea or, or Pesci a little higher. Because uh, they have, you know, there's there's only six D spots or maybe seven if they roll seven. But uh, there's only so much time on the ice. You can't have, like, legit, uh, you know, all the all these depth on defense and still lack the goal scoring. So I think a trade is in their best interest to get some kind of firepower up front because uh, this team did struggle in putting the puck in the net. Lots of shots, lots of activity around the net, but um, they lacked the elite goal score, uh, especially when Pacioretty went down, and then Sveshnikov went down, of course, too. So that's something that they need. Um, yeah, obviously, they don't have Pacioretty anymore, but he only played, like, what, 10 games from last year, 15 games? Mm-hmm. So that's not a, a huge loss, all things considered. So, yeah, I, I love the Orlov signing. Once again, this team makes uh, the smartest moves. All right, we're going to move on the down the list here to the New Jersey Devil. Oh, sorry, Carolina to win the division at plus 210. Uh, what are our thoughts on that, boys? Something you're interested in? Uh, I don't think there's value there. If if anything, Kane's cup 13 to 1, but still, I don't want, I don't want my money tied up for that long. Yeah, I'd, I'd go Kane's cup. I mean, uh, my eggs are in the Devil's basket for the division just to spoil the next segment. You got some what deviled about- eggs? What what about, yes, sir. What about now? What about Canes to win the East? Yeah, yeah, that, those things are, are yeah they tend to go together. I like to play both, but uh, yeah, honestly, sometimes the conference is is a bit better because the people will bet the, the cup right away, and then the the conference odds will move a little slower. But yeah, it's basically the same thing. I mean, unless you're looking at a a weaker conference like the West was last year, and. Uh, yeah, like there was value there, I guess. But generally speaking, it's more or less the same thing. The odds are pretty correlated. Okay. All right, we're going to move down the list here. We're going to hit up the New Jersey Devils. Uh, not necessarily the biggest free agent signings out of New Jersey here, but they did make a couple of moves, obviously trading for the likes of Tyra Toffoli, uh, a couple of other big guys there too. Uh, but yeah, as far as free agency goes, they brought in, you know, Kyle Crisculio, uh, what did the fuck did he get? You know, one year league minimum, so he probably might only be on the team. They brought in uh, this is a guy I gotta bring up. You guys probably don't give a five, but Eric Schalgren as a uh, as a goaltender here. This guy's uh, this guy, uh, he's my boy. Yo, this guy's Who did he play for? Who did he play for? Yeah, uh, yeah, Toronto Char- Char- Marlies. Toronto Marlies. Actually, you know, he had a yeah, he's been a solid uh, every time this guy's gotten called up and he has played games with the Leafs over the past couple years, he's been an absolute stud. But he obviously he's not a starter compared to some of the guys you have there, but it's good to have in the system. And then uh, they also brought in Justin Dowling to a two year league minimum contract as well. So nothing too crazy from the free agent market with New Jersey. We don't have to spend too much time dissecting what they did, but still a hell of a team here, boys. Obviously, to win the divisions at plus 240. What are your thoughts on the Devils? You know, obviously a bit. A bit underwhelming free agency, but they still made some moves earlier. 
Yeah, get into Foley. We talked about that trade. Great trade for them. Brought Meyer back, 8.8 for what, eight, seven or eight years there. They have a great core. They're just going to continue to, to keep getting better. They have Meyer, Hughes, Brett, and Heischer all locked up through 2027. Pilat as well. Dougie Hamilton, Siegenthaler. So it's going to come down to goaltending for them, but I know Joel is big on the devil. So take it away, Joel. For sure, yeah. This team is absolutely stacked. Uh, we got a yeah, young core. This is what you like to see. They get some experience in the first year in the playoffs. Now they're they're gearing up for uh, another big run. This team is uh, absolutely loaded. And they got the guys at the right ages too, like bringing in Todd Foley from the Flames. That's an excellent guy uh, who can out much like Palat, except the better goal scorer. Um, yeah, and, and that, 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 that's a great trade, I thought. And of course, signing uh, Timo Meyer is a big deal. Getting that under nine million, it's not quite the uh, the huge value there. It's only eight million for the next fucking thirty years. Um, uh, yeah, and Jesper Brat bringing him back. Wait, he didn't sign this year, did he? I don't remember. That may have been um, like, like, yeah, he, no, he signed for <laughs> yeah. sometime this year, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know they had a, a few guys to sign. I think that he was one of them. Um, and Dawson, Dawson Mercer, one year left on his uh, entry level deal. But the biggest one of all, in my opinion, is going to be Luke fucking Hughes, baby. Entry level contract. Mm. He's going to come in there and be a stud. He's already down. He's getting bet like fuck to win the Norris already. And he's a fucking rookie. I can't wait for the Colorado to show up finally because I'm going to hammer that because that's only going one way. Uh, he's going to play on one of the best teams in the league and he'll probably be their best defenseman by the end of the year. Uh, I'm going to put my balls in line by saying that. But uh, he was the best player in the playoffs for them uh, on the defensive side anyway. So love that. And they also get Simone Nemich coming in, another rookie. Uh, they, they picked him, what, second overall last year? And he's going to be uh, firing in the squad. This team is just fucking stacked, man. I absolutely. But the only problem is the goaltending situation. Akira Schmid, uh, last last uh, year on his entry-level deal, but uh, he, he was excellent in the playoffs as well for the most part. Vanacek's uh, uh, going to be the backup, I presume, unless they make the big swing and, and get Hellbuck somehow. But uh, no, I think, I, I think I'd roll the dice with Schmid here, um, given what we saw in the playoffs there. And yeah, I'm, I'm staked on the Devils already in, in various ways, and I absolutely love it. You think Schmid will start over Vanacek? I think so. Yes, I mean. Okay. I mean, he's better. They, he's better. I think they they want him to, right? They want him to take that position. Now, if he doesn't do it, I think you'll see them flip back to Vanacek, but I think he it's his job to lose at this point, you know? No? Fuck you guys? No, yeah. I have a no, you're, you're right. We're, our silence is agreement. Oh, thank you. It makes me feel great. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving along here. We're going to go to the... Oh, sorry. What was their, what were their odds to win the division? What did we say? Plus 240 for the Devils. You guys like it? Yeah. Eh, that's fine. I'm not not going to place it, but yeah. <laughs> Don't bet Lindy Ruff at like 7-1 to one or whatever for the Jack Adams. I mean, <laughs> I've been over this multiple times, but uh, to win the Jack Adams, you got to improve your team significantly. And this team yeah, is like, true. what? Two or three points from winning the Metro last year, so they would need to be like the Bruins last year to win uh, Jack Adams for uh, Lindy Ruff. Look for uh, Jack Jack Hughes for Hart, though. Is he think he's uh, eighteen to one? Ooh, yep, what? Jack Hughes for Hart, Schmidt for uh, Vezina, Luke oh, Hughes for Calder, fucking everything. Holy shit. All right. Uh, we're going to move to the New York Rangers here. This, this team literally signed every free agent available. If you are a free agent, chances are you were signed by the New York Rangers on July 1st. Uh, we're going to go through the list, so we'll fucking let's, let's keep it rocking and rolling first off. 
Uh, New York Rangers, they made a big splash. Uh, notable signings here. Obviously, they took in Blake Wheeler on a fucking unbelievable contract. One year, $800,000 prove-it deal for the right winger veteran. Uh, that's fucking sick. They brought in goaltender Jonathan Quick. One year, $825,000 contract. I believe yourself, Halak, was shipped out. So you can see Quick probably expecting to be in a backup position. Uh, they brought in Tyler Pitlick on the right wing for one year, fucking $787,000. Uh, they brought in Riley Nash in the center. I believe, you know, two years. I think it's like fucking 7.5 mil or 7.6, or not mil, sorry. 7.6,000, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, they brought in, uh, who else we got? Alex Brazili, same kind of contract as Riley Nash. They brought in Nick Benino, one year, $800,000. Uh, they brought in Connor McKay, one year, seven hundred. $60,000. They brought in defenseman Eric Gustafson, one year, $825,000. And they brought in defenseman close to my heart, Mac Hollowell, one year, $775,000. Let's be clear. A lot of those guys aren't going to play in the NHL, but most of these guys have NHL minutes as well. So they can be serviceable. If there is injuries, they can slip in and out of the lineup here. Um, this team, man, there's, there's a lot to track. If you're a Rangers fan, it's probably a pretty crazy week, no? Yeah, I mean, it, it had to be. They added added a bunch of just depth guys. Though. Wheeler, great contract, like you said. I think Benito can be a good bottom six guy. I think Laviolette is going to try to get the, the best out of this veteran bunch. I mean, and it, what it comes down to, though, is the kids. Is, is Lafreniere, he's an RFA. Will he resign? Are they going to trade him? Will he take a step forward? Filipino as well. Kako, same thing we said We said last offseason. We were much more... High, high on the Rangers than we were this offseason. But, yeah, I mean, they didn't really lose anybody. I guess Tarasenko, Kane are gone. Trade deadline additions. You have Wheeler there instead. They're going to be, you know, it's going to come down to their core performing. Shostorkin absolutely carrying the load because I don't know how many, how many games Jonathan Quick can start. But, yeah, the Rangers are going to, once again, be in the thick of it in the Metro. I don't know if they'll be good enough to win it, but, but maybe look at a, at a futures or an in-season play. Yeah, once again, I'm not I'm not too high on the Rangers here. Just a lot of um, moving pieces. I do like that they hired Laviolette, excellent coach, and you'll you'll get that new coach bounce. We saw a lot last year. Um, but as for the deals themselves, nothing really screams, um, you know, worthy signing. I mean, uh, Blake Wheeler is obviously the the, the biggest uh, one there at only 8k or 800k rather. And getting him in there, I mean, how the fuck is he going to afford a, a place in New York City after living in Winnipeg all the time? He's going to be, he's going to be shocked. But uh, that's what you get to. Um, that's the New York uh, discount, I guess. Um, you know, people want to play there and all that. Uh, yeah, he'll provide a veteran leadership and all that. Hopefully, he wasn't the. Uh, he's not going to sink this locker room like uh, maybe he sank the the Jets one. I don't know who exactly is the cause for that. But uh, yeah, this this team is still. Figuring themselves, figuring and fitter. Oh, I fucking can't speak. Fucking figuring spit it out, out. Kid. Holy shit. Sorry, man. I don't <laughs> this team is, is just uh, befuddling me in multiple ways. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not high on them. Certainly no interest in them for the division. Um, yeah, we'll see where uh, Tarasenko and Kane sign. I guess that's the more interesting question. Oh, shit. My bad. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, you know, I still I was pretty high on New York last year. They kind of let me down a little bit, but I'm hoping they bounce back. But yeah, I think a lot of it's going to come down to can Shosturkin go back to the Shosturkin we saw two years ago, right? So that'll be pretty big. 
Um, okay, we're going to keep it moving here. We're going to jump into the Pittsburgh Penguins, a.k.a. the Britsburg Penguins. Let's go here. They had a pretty active deadline, obviously, with Kyle Dubas's first July 1st as president of hockey operations with the Penguins. Still hasn't hired a GM. <laughs> Is this guy just going <laughs> to say, fuck it? And be like, you know what? No, I'm doing it. Fuck you. A uh, bit of sense of irony there. Anyways, uh, notable bringing people to be brought in for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They had a pretty decent, uh, not decent, but they had a lot of acquisitions. Maybe you can say decent. They brought in uh, Matt Needle on the left wing on a two-year deal worth uh, nine million or sorry, point nine hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, they brought in Nola Chari for a three-year deal worth two million dollars per season. Uh, they brought in Alex Nedeljkovic on the goaltender. They got a tree couplet, three guys on the back end of the goalie. They gave him a one-year. $1.5 million deal. They brought in uh, defenseman Ryan Graves on a six-year, $27 fucking million dollar deal. I don't even know what the math is in that. What's that? Like fucking like $5.2 million a year or something crazy like that? That's a pretty big contract. Uh, Jolie might be able to touch on that a little bit. They brought in Lars Eller for two years for uh, 2.45 mil. Uh, they brought in a lot of their notable guys. Uh, Magnus Halberg has helped goaltending depth as well. They brought in Andreas Janssen, one year, $800,000. Gotta love seeing Mango get another chance in the NHL. And uh, Vinny Hinestroza for one year, $775,000. A lot of names here, a lot of stuff going on. Um, What are you doing here? Are you just out in depth? Obviously, you're trying to build around the, the veteran guys that are there. Are they great additions? You know, some better than others. I'll tell you what, that fucking Nolachari is a player, man. So I, I really enjoyed watching him for a bit last year. Uh, he's a guy, but uh, a lot of these, a lot of these names are just kind of names, you know. Yeah, it, it's like free agent meatloaf there. It's just thrown together guys, you know, Lars Eller, Nolachari, uh, Bradley Smith. They traded for from the Golden Knights. I think Ryan Graves is, is a decent signing there, but it's still just all all about building around Crosby, Malkin. Uh, Gentle still there for another year. Rust, Latang, they resigned Jari, which I think is possibly the biggest thing to, to get into. That was interesting there. But yeah, it just comes down to you know, can Crosby and Malkin carry them again, and or c- can they sneak into the playoffs and then you know maybe go on a run a little bit? But yeah, I don't I don't see Pittsburgh uh, winning this division. Maybe if you like them, look at a at a Crosby for Hart type type of situation. But I, I can't really see any futures market to to back them in. How about Dubas continuing to sign players that he knows? I know. <laughs> Andreas right? Johnson and um, Noel Achari. But yeah, Noel Achari, I think, is the, the best signing of the bunch. Other than that, I don't, have, I don't have too much positive things, too many positive things to say about the Penguins offseason so far. Uh, I thought the Matt, or the Tristan Jari deal uh, speaks to Dubas' incompetence in signing goalies. He's not had a good track record there. And, uh, yeah, Jari had a terrible season last year, and <laughs> he was rewarded with this uh, five-year deal, 5.375 mil. Don't know about that. Uh, Lars Eller, 34 years old, giving him almost 2.5 mil. Not sure about that. He was okay with the Avs. Great penalty killer, but still, yeah, it's a little pricey. Um, they lost uh, Jason Zucker. Who had a kind of a rebound year last year? They also lost uh, Dumoulin. He was kind of down. Uh, lost him to the crack. And, but uh, yeah, overall, it's it's not looking too positive for the Pens. But um, all things considered, it, it they're still playing for Crosby here. They're not they're not rebuilding it, and then that's why we're seeing these these uh, veteran guys signed. Um, yeah, Matt Nieto is uh, yeah. Shout out Long Beach native. Um, yeah, he's he's a player. He's not going to do much for you, but he's going to work hard. He's got some speed still. 
Um, yeah, yeah, not not too high on this team at all. Like I said in an earlier show, uh, if you want to back the Pens, just do the Crosby Hart eighty to one or something like that. He's playing at an excellent level last year. I don't mm-hmm. see why that would change. So if the Pens are going to do anything, it's going to be on his back, which makes that Hart bet uh, valuable at eighty to one. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to move down to the New York Islanders here. If you're an Islanders fan, I'm so sorry because like fuck it, it's got to be a little tough here. It's a time of year when all you're looking for is a little bit of news. And one, you got nothing actually happening. And two, you got Lou Lamorell as your GM. So, you know, nothing's leaking out of that camp. Uh, as far as free agency goes, nothing too serious. Julian Gauthier, Brian Pino, you know, Carson Kuhlman, that's fine. Uh, I think more so the talk about you know, around New York is like the signings they did make. Obviously, they brought back uh, Ilya Sorokin on a pretty big ticket. Uh, what was the price on that? They had Sorokin. You guys remember that contract was? I fucking don't. Um, eight, eight, eight point two. Eight point two. How many years? Do you know? Until thirty-two. So what's that? Oh, that's, that's a big deal. He's a good goalie though, right? But that's a lot of money. Uh, they also brought back Samuel Varlamov in a four-year deal, two point seven mil per year. They <laughs> they signed <laughs> fucking Pure Angle to a seven-year deal with three million dollars per year, full no-move clause for two weeks, and then after that. <laughs> A fucking 16-team no-trade clause. Why, why do you gotta have that two weeks full no-move? What are we doing? Like what? It, I'm I'm baffled on that. I don't know. No comment either way. Scott Mayfield, they brought back Hudson Fashing, Samuel Bullock a little bit here. Now, this is... You know, I, this is something I wanted to say. And I I remember a story that I heard from Lula Morello a couple years ago. And I was looking through the Islanders a few days ago. And I wanted to bring it up on the pod. I remember hearing a story when Lou came to Toronto. And this is this is where you're at for Islanders fans, for anybody that doesn't know Lumiere Morello or anybody else around the league. He came in and he comes in and he says, I wanna I want a secure line, a secure telephone line in my office. You know, I don't want anybody tapping my phones and listening in. And apparently the people at MLSC, like the the tech teams, like, what the fuck? Like bro, we don't have like secure lines. What do you do? But Lou was adamant. He's like, No, no, no. I want a secure line. So apparently what they did is they got a fucking red Ethernet cable that plugs into your phone or like into the the desk phone or whatever. And say, like, yeah, Lou, this is the red cord. This is the secure line. And so they hooked it up for him. And this motherfucker went through the next like three years with the Leafs thinking he had a secure fucking telephone line. All these fuckers did was give him a red Ethernet cable. So just so you know. That's where we're at with 80-year-old Lou Lamorello as the GM of the New York Islanders right now. Who knows? Maybe they got him a secure line out there on the island. But uh, uh, <laughs> if you work for the Islanders and you're, you're, you're listening to our show, I would love you to sneak into his office and just let us know the color of that Ethernet cable. <laughs> There's a lot more uh, you know, mafia connections in New York. I'm sure they're they're more familiar <laughs> with how to secure a line. One would the, hope. For the, the godfather of the NHL. Fuck. I think the most interesting thing with, with the Islanders is now coming out that they wanted to trade for Dabrinkat. Dabrinkat was willing to sign an extension there, but apparently they proposed a trade of uh, Peugeot and Wallstrom, which did not entice the Senators. I, I can't blame them. I don't know what, if they had picks to throw in there, but yeah, the Islanders just basically did, did nothing of note this offseason. They rarely do anything of note on the ice, so it's not very surprising. Hopefully Sorokin can keep uh, carrying them. Yeah, yeah, this this is an interesting 
um, strategy by Lou Amarillo. Maybe you'll think he's he, he might be dead by the time these contracts expire, so he can throw more years on. Um, yeah, like uh, you're like this is just gambling on the cap going up significantly because uh, you don't want uh, Engvall to be paid as uh, what's the cap percentage here? Three point six percent of the cap. Hopefully that goes down to like two percent by the time this uh, contract expires. Um, yeah, that's an interesting strategy, though. The Avalanche are employing the same one when they signed Miles Wood for uh, two and a half for six years, which is crazy for like a third liner. So the same thing going on here with the Islanders, uh, just bank on the cap to go up, I guess, and uh, getting that AAV down. Um, I think that that's a, a smart thing altogether. Don't mind him. He, he he wasn't great in Toronto, but they have a lot of Engvall type players anyway. You know, just some soft guys, whatever. But in, in the island, they they need some speed, some guys who can uh, you know make those uh, zone transitions and uh, zone entries and and all that good uh, analytical stuff. Um, and that's what this guy does for them. So yeah, it's it's a upgrade there. I think uh, getting the guy like that. Uh, other than that, it's it's just um, business as usual. This team is just going to stick together. It's a lot of the same guys year after year. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this team play in the playoffs, but I have absolutely zero interest in betting anything on them right now. Uh, also, oh, quick. And oh, that's a broken deal. I've, I've got I got to vouch for that one. That, that was a good deal. I mean, he's, he's locked in through his prime. He's the best goal in the league. Yeah, so I'm totally fine with that. Ah, oh, comrade. Um, okay, uh, also, quick little shout-out to uh, fucking Josh Bailey. Um, I grew up with his younger brother. We used to party it up a little bit. So Josh Bailey obviously traded to uh, to Chicago and then was bought out free agent. So shout-out to Josh Bailey. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he finds a home here. Good player. Um, okay, uh, moving down here to the Washington Capitals, baby. This is another team that, you know, they a little bit of a splash. Not really, though. They weren't really too active, but... They were able to bring in uh, Max Pacioretty on a one-year, $4 million deal. Hopefully, he will stay healthy. Obviously, he was uh, he didn't play much last year. I think we touched on it in the Carolina thing. Uh, still a hell of a player here. Brought in uh, Chase Prisky, Alex uh, Limigos, uh, Matthew Phillips. So, nothing too substantial there. Um, I don't know, boys. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the Capitals here? It's very similar to the thoughts of the past few teams it's i mean ovechkin chasing chasing uh, gretzky down there for the for the goal record backstrom still maybe healthy 35 kuznetsov 31 oshi 36 like they're old carson 33 uh kemper is gonna be their only chance i think they're another you know another season like they had this past one maybe a little bit better if they get better injury luck with a uh, with a new coach but Nothing really excites me too much about, about the Capitals outside of just Ovechkin on the power play. One thing that does excite me is Ivan Miroshnachenko coming in from Russia, signing an ELC. This is guy is going to be a player to watch. Uh, very high on his uh, ability as a prospect. Uh, hopefully he can inject some, some more skill there in, in, a, in an older, slower group with the Capitals. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, other than that, it's a fairly quiet offseason. Uh, Patch ready. Hopefully his uh, second surgery, second doctor for that ACL, second ACL goes better than the first one, considering he lasted what like two weeks <laughs> before it <laughs> busted again. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, not not too much uh, commentary on the Caps. Just um, yeah, I, I don't see them making the playoffs. So I'll tell you that much. 
All right, Adboy, what do we got? Yeah, we got uh, only a few more underdogs left here, and we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There's so many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN. For 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, here, this next team we can keep pretty goddamn quick. We're going to talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets. And you know what the Columbus Blue Jackets have done so far in the free agent period? They've done absolutely fucking nothing. Uh, they signed zero free agents. Uh, that you know, they did sign Adam Fantilli to an entry level contract. You know, the, obviously they had the Ivan Provorov deal, the Damon Severson deal. There was a little bit leading up to this. Uh, but as far as free agents went, man, this team has done absolutely fucking nothing. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on the Columbus Blue Jackets free agent acquisitions? <laughs> Columbus is, I mean, they they picked up some uh, some some interesting characters here. We'll see how how, how it pans out for them, but. Yeah, I mean, the trades, that they got Goudreau last offseason, which was a big surprise. They have a, possibly, a, you know, maybe they put Fantilli between Goudreau and Line a up, up there. I got Boone Jenner still. Um, I don't know. It's the Blue Jackets. They're, they're, they're probably going to surprise people because Babcock can, can, is a good hockey coach and a terrible person, but they're not going to be relevant in, in the playoffs, I can't imagine. Probably not, but at a uh, 200 to one for the cup, I thought it was a decent bet that that number is already coming down. Yeah, Blue Jackets' uh, biggest acquisition for them is the change in coach. Brad Larson, you know, he's an old Avalanche player. God love him, but uh, he was a bum as a coach. And uh, this is a team that got racked by injuries last year, racked by terrible goaltending. Merzlikens was uh, probably the worst goal in the league who played more than like two games. Um, and then losing Renski for most of the year is huge. He's one of the best uh, defenders defenders in the league. Getting him back is massive. But yeah, it's it's all about Babcock now. Maybe he's learned a few things on his, his uh, hiatus here. Um, but I, I still think that he's he's the, the in the uh, Daryl Sutter mode. So he'll come in there and get these guys going. Maybe he doesn't have a long shelf life as as players get tired of his shit. But uh, in, the, in the short term, I think that he'll get these guys going. And um, yeah, I'm I'm fairly high. On the Blue Jackets, uh, the Provorov, Ryan probably touched on it. I was grabbing a beer. I didn't hear what he was saying. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like him as a defenseman. And I like um, Severson, too, from the Devils. He, he makes a lot of mistakes, that's for sure. But uh, he still uh, makes a lot of excellent plays, too. So that 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 just tells you that it's probably going to be another another over team. Even with uh, improved goaltending and improved defense, this team is, is it's absolutely stacked. Uh, maybe not stacked, but it, it, it definitely a forward-heavy and uh, the defenders aren't exactly um, the best at defending. So, yeah, going to be another season of uh, high-scoring games for the Blue Jackets. But, uh, yeah, I think that there is a lot of upside here. A, a long tail to uh, a playoff entry even. I, w- I would think, uh, you know, some, uh, the older teams kind of slow down, keep slowing down. And uh, th- this bunch gets going. I mean, Goudreau had, had a pretty good season last year, all things considered. Um and I think that yeah, you can keep it up here, too. So, yeah, I'm fairly high on the uh, Blue Jackets, given the market price. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to win the cup, but that uh, 200 to 1, I think that that's just uh, a little too long. And there's a lot you can do with that if they do make the playoffs. You think we're going to hear some fucking cannons next year or what? 
Oh, lots of Canada's. It's like last year. Hopefully, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully more than the, uh, the, the goals of the way team. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to move on to the last team on our list here. A uh, very important team to a special someone on this show. Uh, this team itself, you know, they have a long historic history, successful history in the past. Maybe not so much recently. A lot of love goes into this team here. Uh, yeah, one of the biggest rivals of the New Jersey Devils, so that's worth noting as well. We are talking to none other, the Philadelphia Flyers, baby. Philadelphia at the free agent frenzy. They had a couple a couple little signings here. You know, they're not just standing on their heels here. They brought in Ryan Pooling, signed him into a one-year, $1.4 million contract. Uh, they brought in Rit Aganet, the centerman, for a uh, two-year, uh, seven, $7.8 million contract. Seems like a little bit of a minor deal, but that's okay. They brought in right-wing Garnet Hathaway to a two-year, $2.34 million deal. They brought in Mark Stahl on the back end to a one-year, $1.1 million contract. And none other than Victor Mete on the back end to a one-year, $775,000 contract. Uh, I thought this. I thought Victor Mete sucked. Everybody told me that this guy, you know, oh, he's, he's, he sucks, but apparently apparently not. Apparently he's a flyer. Um, also, well, so yeah, so I, he sucks. Yeah, well, no. yeah, maybe maybe you're right. No, no one else wanted him. Yeah, okay, well, that, that, that's notable free agent signings here. One, Mr. Ryan Gilbert, take it away. Yeah, I mean, the Flyers weren't ever going to do anything in this free agency. So I, I am a, a fan of Briere signing these guys. Hathaway is a fantastic player to, to play under uh, John Tortorella, either for half a year or a year and a half, and then ship him out at the deadline for, you know, second, third round pick, maybe, depending on how uh, how desperate the team is. Mark Stahl can also flip around for, for a draft pick at the deadline if, if you're hopeful, if you're not. Chuck Fletcher just holding JVR and Nick Sealer and Justin Braun at the deadline. Rather than moving, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's Danny Breer. Is, 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 this is the first year of, of many of a rebuild. Important thing is there's no contracts longer than two years here, and Mitchkoff can come over in uh, after three more seasons. So clearing up the cap space for then, we have kind of a target date. So that, that's what he's going for. Uh, don't bet on the Flyers next year. Maybe they can be better than you think with, with Tortorella. Maybe look for a uh, point total over if they come out way too low, but... Yeah, the Flyers right now. Hopefully, they trade either Konechny or Lot in and get some more uh, get some more pieces back. Bet on the over in penalty minutes with this team. My word, uh, Tortorella getting his boys in now. Mark Stahl, he's got Deloria in there. Garnet Hathaway. Uh, yeah, this is a, a true Flyers team. They're, they're they're building towards their identity with these guys. Even if uh, most of them won't be around by the time the Flyers are competitive again, but. I think they'll still be competitive-ish this year. I mean, um, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs, of course, but uh, they'll be uh, in a few uh, feisty upsets, I think. This is not a team that any team wants to play. This is one of the toughest teams on paper, and uh, given who's in charge um, behind the bench, yeah, the Flyers are, uh, I like that they're building towards their, their history, their tradition, and how they've played in the past. So that, that's my general commentary on this team other than that i mean from a betting perspective it's uh it's uh all irrelevant but just uh looking a few months ahead it'll be fun to watch the flyers uh play the bruins or something at, at 12 o'clock psd all right one thing i would like to note up in here ryan i'm curious to get your thoughts on this it's been a bit of an ongoing uh topic on the show over the past you know maybe a year or so 
Philadelphia Flyers goaltender prospect, Ivan Fedotov here. You know, seventh round pick way back in the day. Obviously, he won a uh, he won a silver medal with Team Russia in Beijing at the Olympics a few years ago. A lot of people are saying he's one of the better goalies not playing in the NHL. This is the fucking kid that just got absolutely abducted and sent to a fucking Russian military base up in fucking Siberia. And just said, hey, guess what? You're in the army now, so fucking have a good time. Word is that he just signed a two-year deal with CSKA Moscow in the KHL here. And what I'm seeing is that uh, if he ends up playing for CSKA, it means his ELC contract becomes null and void. What that means with his actual NHL rights, I imagine Philadelphia would still retain them. We're kind of in uncharted territory here. Uh, what are your thoughts? I, 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 like, did this kid just get brainwashed in like a Siberian fucking gulag or something? And said, hey, no, you're staying in Russia. So well, I write... What are your thoughts on your, on your boy Ivan Fedotov? I mean, he could very well have not been, or he could have been uh, very strongly persuaded to, to sign over there for two more years. Um, people were saying, no, this is the Russia holding a grudge against the Flyers from the the the, uh, the Summit Series back in the 70s <laughs> and stuff like that. that. Uh, now we got Mitchkov. So this this could be a, a preview of that. But yeah, oh I, mean, I, I mean, hopefully Ivan Fedotov, the the human being, can can be can be good because he, he I don't think he's ever going to come over to North America. So hopefully he can just he can live a good life after this, this whole this whole saga. What about Ivan Fedotov, the fucking sleeper agent? Hey, just bring over Michkov with you, and we'll be Stanley Cup champs this year. Yeah, until he puts a bullet in Michkov's <laughs> fucking skull on the plane ride over here, and then parachutes out into the fucking Atlantic. Joel, what are your thoughts? Uh, I've I've no I'm no thoughts. At least nothing that I'll say on there. <laughs> you fucking suck. All right. Uh, that wraps up our free agent podcast here for the Metropolitan. Oh, I, I, I do want to say that uh, the, the, it was like the memorandum of understanding, like agreement that the NHL and KHL had that was disbanded by the NHL. So like they, they could have kept it going. So once again, Gary Bettman, what are you doing? Come on. Yes. Fuck that guy, bro. Yes, Ryan. Yes, let the hate flow through you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that pretty much covers our Metropolitan uh, Division UFA, a.k.a. the racist division of the NHL. Uh, so I'm glad we got through that. That was hard on all of us. Uh, but we'll be back, you know, in the next couple of shows with some some very progressive divisions that like to include everybody <laughs> involved in the league. So uh, we're, we're very much so looking forward to that. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, everybody go check out the Sports Gallery Podcast Eric website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. We got fucking Wimbledon, baby. We got fucking oh, yeah. baseball doing their fucking all-star home run derby just smashing balls out of parks. We got a golf. We got Scottish Open coming up. F1. Guess what? Everyone's going crazy. But you know what? The same shit fucking happen that always happens they're still doing this thing nascar is still fucking sick we're, we're, we're what like 60 days away from fucking football or something like that college football is coming up nhl there's still stuff going on we got arbitration hearings coming up so that'll be interesting to see a lot of those play out maybe we'll spend you know not much time maybe a little bit of time touching on that in a future show still as always Tons of fucking stuff going on in the world of sports. Hell yeah, baby. If you want, you can find all that information at the SGMP or, wow, SGPN website. Uh, be sure to check it out, man. Lots of love. Give lots of love to the articles. People put a lot of effort in that. They always kick ass. Be sure to listen to the other shows as well. Uh, be sure to check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Those guys are always absolutely killing it. 
And of course, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. Discord's always fucking popping up, baby. People in there, they're having conversations. They're doing shit. They're talking about stuff. Noticed a little bit of the baseball chat has died down a little bit. You know, there's been a couple squeakers out there doing some stuff. I mean, you you, you can't you can't get everything out of there. But it, it's good to see that uh that maybe we're not talking too much about baseball. Instead, we just talk about fucking anti-Muslim bands from France and fucking some <laughs> kick-ass American hardcore and always a good time going on in the Discord. So, you know, everything's welcome unless you're fucking playing a boring old sport. But hell yeah, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Always popping off, always having a good time. If you want to get in the Discord, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. Uh, we'll be sure to point you in the right direction for that way. Uh, or you can reach out to the HTP Twitter account as well. Or you can go to France and you can get a... Uh, 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 an anti-Muslim tattoo, and be sure to make it as anti. I don't. I'm not. I'm going down a path here. We shouldn't be going down. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of thoughts, on air. <laughs> we we love everybody on this show, but for sake of for sake of of what we're doing here, be sure to just get some fucking crazy ass you know anti-Muslim band tattoo about how to get into the Discord, and then maybe you'll get into a fucking music video for some crazy ass French anti-Muslim fucking band and then uh maybe just maybe somebody will see it and people will be able to point you in the way of the discord <laughs> yeah, we point. love everybody we love everyone i'm just well, i preface that a, a little bit we love everybody. that was the most discord inside joke we've ever had if you're not in the discord i want you to know we are not terrible human beings we support everybody that's <laughs> yeah, a great support system though i haven't been in discord too much often but yeah it's always going off check out the website uh, put up some, that's why it's been uh, baseball fucking... articles that, that's why there's no yeah. baseball but I'm not yeah keep that. doing what you're doing ryan all-star all, all all break ends on friday so i'll be, be prepared for some uh friday baseball talking in the hockey channel Okay. Uh, is that important? I guess that's good. Um, all right. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. Joel, mind if I'm bitching or both soft Vancouverites once again. You know, at that show on Saturday night, I'm in the mosh pit. I'm, I'm, I'm wasted, right? I just watched all the UFC fights at the bars, and I, I just go to the show. I'm just, you know, throwing people around. I'm getting thrown around, whatever. But uh, these, this man and his, his bitch, uh, they're like, stop doing that, stop doing that. Because, you know, when you go on a pit, you, you, you sometimes smack into people outside the pit. Of course, if ring, you're around, right? you're collateral damage, baby. Exactly, but these guys don't understand that. They're like, stop doing that, stop doing that. Like, fuck them, fuck man. Stop, fuck these soft Vancouver rates. Yeah, yeah, fuck those pussies. I agree. Um, one, one little PSA for myself, too. To all the kids out there, I'm going to talk Cherry about To all the kids listening. If somebody ever gives you antibiotics and or painkillers, drink a couple beers with it. It is the best fucking buzz you'll have, and it's pretty quick. So I'm just like that to be known out there as well. To all the kids, fucking pills and booze, baby. Let's fucking go. Peace. Peace.